Today is Wednesday, August 10th, 2022. This is Quick Start from CBN News. I'm Dan Andros. We're learning more about the FBI's raid on Mar-a-Lago and Trump's residence. We have the latest in the questions that remain. And more on today's podcast coming up, where we bring you news from a Christian perspective. Let's get through the news of the Cray together. And joining me to get through it, Trey Gons Phillips from CBN's Faithwire. Happy hump day, Trey. What's going on with you? I know. We're already to Wednesday. The week is just, it's flying by. Flying by. It's a crazy news week. So that tends to do it. (laughs) It Tends to do it. So you've got a story on another look at cannabis here. We're told that it's so good for us, but maybe not so much. There's a lot of evidence that it might not be so great. Well, I feel like a lot of general truths have been challenged these days. So it'll be good to go through (laughs) that. Uh, Coming up on the main thing, the fallout from Mar-a-Lago, it's leading to a lot of statements one of those is a call to defund the fbi and so we examine how the fbi has become extremely politicized in recent years so all that stuff's coming up and more and we are going to start however with our first thing today the news and the headlines in 90 seconds kentucky's governor says he's leaning on the hope of the gospel as his state is recovering from those devastating floods at least 37 have died including children Governor Andy Bashir said that in the book of Joshua, God says to be strong and courageous. Don't be frightened. Don't be dismayed. For the Lord, your God, is with you wherever you go. And CBN's Operation Blessing is on the ground helping there, distributing tons of stuff, meals and supplies and etc. You can chip into those efforts. Just go ahead over to ob.org and you can donate. Nancy Pelosi was speaking to the media and had some surprising things to say about China. Check it out. China is one of the freest societies in the world. Don't take it from me. That's from Freedom House. Let's it's talk a, a little bit. Democracy, yeah. Courageous people. Interesting comments. You can read specifically about how that does not seem to be the case over on CBN News and Faithwire. You need a green QR code to be able to go anywhere in China right now. Amazing stuff. You can check that out over there. But let's go through the Mar-a-Lago raid. Just what we know at this point really quick. Uh, No former president has ever had his home raided by the FBI before. The raid had nothing to do with January 6th or anything election-related. A judge would have needed to see evidence of a specific alleged federal crime in order to get this in motion. And they would have needed to know what evidence would be on the scene. So what are you likely to find there? Those are just some of the things that would have had to happen to get it going. And then here are some of the questions that still remain. Why did the FBI conduct a raid instead of just picking up the phone and making some calls? Were they worried about the possible destruction of documents? If so, what were those documents and why were you concerned? What was on the warrant? What were they looking for? And why not just talk to President Trump and have him give the information thereafter? Just some of the questions that are out there. It seems like there's more questions. We're going to be waiting for those and we'll continue to report on those and more over at cbnnews.com and faithwire.com as well. So that's where things stand uh, on that. But uh, Trey, as I mentioned at the top, so we've been told that, you know, cannabis, it's it's harmless. You know, a lot of the proponents say that and they kind of talk about even there's medicinal values in some instances. So 
What is true? What is the latest information telling us? Yeah, so I mean, for years, uh, conservatives in particular have been kind of ridiculed or made fun of when they say, hey, it's a gateway drug that could lead to other issues. Uh, but now a new study is actually suggesting that they might not be uh, all that wrong uh, in saying that. So a major medical journal uh, out of the United Kingdom, uh, it was just published in details, a, a whole lot of research uh, from mental health experts who are warning that cannabis products with high concentrations of THC, which is a chemical known to affect the mind have been associated with psychosis and dependence on other drugs as well as marijuana in users. Uh, so the study was just published in The Lancet. Uh, the researchers concluded, quote, overall use of high potency cannabis relative to lower potency cannabis uh, was associated with an increased risk of psychosis and cannabis use disorder. Uh, so this comes as marijuana in the United States and in Europe is becoming increasingly potent. Uh, so the researchers explained that the concentration of THC has more than doubled over the past 10 years alone, and new legal markets have facilitated the rapid development of cannabis products with higher potencies than earlier products, such as concentrated extracts. Uh, they also found that people who use cannabis with higher THC levels were more likely to have, quote, a psychotic episode. Uh, and then before I bring you back in, Dan, I want to mention that another study showed that people who use highly potent marijuana daily uh, were five times more likely to be diagnosed with psychosis compared to those who never use marijuana in any form. Yeah, this is particularly interesting, Trey, because we're seeing more and more calls for marijuana and cannabis to be legal around the country. In fact, you know, President Biden said he didn't think anyone should be in prison for the use of marijuana. So um, do you think this will have any impact on the momentum that legalization is getting? Yeah, look, I think Democrats over the last several years have certainly taken it up as a, as a mantle uh, because they see it, I think, as an easy political win. Uh, it's something that can get you a lot of, a lot of feet uh, to the ballot box, particularly younger generations. Uh, CBN News actually reported in May, though, about Ohio in particular particular, where more than 100 faith leaders who are opposed to legalizing uh, recreational marijuana, where it's still illegal, by the way, in Ohio, uh, they said that it should not be made legal, and they urged lawmakers don't pass legislation to legalize it recreationally. They said it's morally wrong to legalize it, and even one pastor who leads a recovery and rehabilitation ministry uh, said that this issue, like others, is actually eroding America's Judeo-Christian values. And I'll just give you a quote uh, from him. He said, the state Stabilizing Judeo-Christian foundations of our society are under assault with a skyrocketing opioid crisis and the implementation of drug legalization policies. Our vibrant communities are being threatened. As the Bible says in the book of Psalms, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Yeah. And from a Christian perspective, I like to just scale it back a little bit and look at, okay, why do people want to use the drug in the first place? What, what are you doing exactly? And it's essentially a pleasure center, right? There, of course, there are instances yeah. where there are medicinal uses that are legitimate, that it does help you in a certain medical situations. So I don't think anyone's disputing that. But that's not the push we're seeing. What we're seeing is a push for widespread legalization for recreational use. And I look at the motivation. Why? Because why? there are Christians promoting this stuff as well. And, and what is the motivation for that? And I think it comes down to ultimately... You're trying to use it as a pleasure center and you're thinking you're going to get some sort of fulfillment out of this high that you're going to get from this drug. And to me, it's no different than alcoholism or, or other hard drugs. 
You're looking for a solution in a place other than the gospel, other than Christ, and you're just not going to find it. Yeah, exactly. Like I think bringing in alcohol is something worth worthwhile. I know many Christians of, of good uh, of goodwill disagree on on the issue of alcohol, but I think it, it raises a similar question, which is when you're drinking or when you're using marijuana in whatever form, are, are you uh, kind of using it just as a salve uh, to not have to deal with uh, whatever the issue is? You know, is there a spiritual issue that you're choosing not to deal with and you're just self-medicating because it's easier to turn to alcohol or it's easier to turn to marijuana than deal with that thing? And if that's what's going on, then there's a much deeper spiritual issue and it it falls into the category, I think, uh, of sinfulness, right? Because you're avoiding uh, what God wants of you and is asking of you. Uh, So I think that's a question, whatever the issue is, whether it's marijuana, alcohol, whatever, you have to ask that question and have a good answer uh, for it. I think more often than not, much more than with alcohol, with marijuana, it's hard to kind of sidestep that as a as a legitimate reason. A lot of people are unfortunately using it. Right. And the Bible, of course, says drunkenness is a sin. It doesn't. I mean, clearly, sure. Jesus himself yes. turned water into wine, you know, for for a wedding feast. And so, you know, obviously that's acceptable to some extent. But drunkenness sure. is the issue. You can you can have a little right. bit of wine. You can have a little bit of uh, um, beer or whatever the case might be and not you know, get drunk. But I think a lot of people, if we're being honest, that's not the way they use those drugs. They use it to have what they call a quote unquote good time and get drunk. And um, look, I I mean, I know you and I, Trey, both of us don't drink. And I, I used to, and I haven't had a drink in, I think it's 12 years now. And I don't miss it at all. Like I absolutely <laughs> don't miss it. Not even one iota. So but look, if someone wants to have a drink or two, hey, more power to them. But it's it's the drunkenness part of it that we have to look out for. And I think with marijuana, like I don't even know if that exists for marijuana that, well, I can take a little a little puff and it doesn't get me drunk, essentially, or high. So I don't even know if that exists. Or you have that excuse with that drug. And as you've reported on multiple times, Trey, the, um, the, the gateway nature of marijuana into other more powerful drugs is well documented. And so uh, it just seems like this is for Christians, probably not the road that you want to go down. Yeah, look, I think the the benefit here in this study is it just shows that this is something that needs a lot of thought before you yeah. engage in using. And and I think it's nice to have these these data points because I think it kind of gives backing to what a lot of conservatives and certainly a lot of Christians have said, which is that marijuana is not the completely safe and 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 fine drug to use. There are yeah. actually like with any drug, there are risks there. So uh, it, it, it's a fascinating report. And I will just say uh, I don't drink, but as long as I don't have to give up my sweet tea i'll be (laughs) i'll be okay (laughs) i know that's right i'm not i'm not judging anyone who drinks here because i only drink about 400 diet mountain dews a day so i've got my own issues (laughs) thanks for that one trey well the fallout from mar-a-lago and the raid there is leading to a lot of calls particularly some to defund the fbi and so we examine the agency and how it's become extremely politicized in recent years. Trey sat down and spoke with CBN's Dale Hurd on today's Main Thing. Amid the FBI raid of former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate in Florida, questions are whirling about the federal agency and whether it's become nothing more than a political weapon to be used or abused by whatever administration is in power. The Mar-a-Lago raid comes during the long and meandering investigation into President Biden's son Hunter and his untoward business dealings, a case many believe should have been an easy case for the FBI. 
Dale Hurd, uh, thank you so much for joining us uh, to talk about uh, this issue. I know it's something that's that's on a lot of people's minds, obviously, right now with, with the raid that just happened uh, at Trump's Mar-a-Lago in Florida. But before we get into, uh, into all of that, I wanted to ask about the Hunter Biden saga uh, and, and, and kind of the latest with that and, and how that's kind of clouding people's impression of the FBI. Right. Yeah, because, I mean, th- th- to me, the, the raid is, is outrageous. But but the backdrop makes it, I think, even worse because, um, you know, I was talking to a former U.S. attorney just this past week for a story about the Hunter Biden laptop. And he said the Hunter Biden case is a slam dunk. There's so, so much evidence of wrongdoing there. And and as he put it, you, you could use all of the, the stuff that's on that laptop to and leverage it to to get a whole number of people. And I think he was also alluding to the current occupant of the Oval Office. It, you know, it was clear to him, this this guy's a pretty straight shooter, Brett Tolman. He said, it's got to be politics in the Hunter Biden case. And I think that's pretty obvious to everyone that they're protecting the president. Uh, and, and we've seen, you know, leak after leak uh, in this uh, Hunter Biden case. And one of the latest is uh, the voicemail uh, that was left by the then vice president, uh, Biden, that, that kind of uh, seems to be a bit of a, a smoking gun in this case. And for people who might not uh, really be versed in what's going on, can you just give us an overview of, of what I'm referring to with this voicemail? Yeah, so on the voicemail, you you clearly hear Joe Biden telling Hunter that there's an article coming out in the Times, and I, and I've looked at it, and it looks like you're in the clear. It says, okay, well, in the clear from what? And, and meanwhile, we we know now that on 14 occasions, some of Hunter's international clients uh, were taken to visit then Vice President Joe Biden when he categorically denied this ever happened. He he specifically denied that this never happened. So we know he's lying. And so, you know, as outrageous as the whole Trump, you know, raiding Trump's house, and, and I wonder how do they think they can get away with that? How do they think they can get away with not investigating, not prosecuting Hunter Biden and the Biden family? It's primarily it's Hunter and it's James, uh, uh, Joe's brother. But it probably leads to Joe as well. And and how do they think they can get away with this? But they clearly think they can. And, you know, a lot of this case rests on evidence that has been revealed uh, from the infamous laptop, Hunter Biden's laptop, which is in the FBI's uh, possession. And I want to ask, Dale, uh, how has this case, how this saga has unfolded, how has it legitimately pointed to concerns of politicization of the FBI. It's clear that they're covering for the Democrats. And and it's it's a bit bizarre to me because you would think that conservative Americans would go into the FBI and go into law enforcement. And I'm sure there are conservatives, but there it there's it's clearly they're clearly pushing for the Democrats and they're covering up for the Democrats. And I have a long experience with the FBI in this regard because I'm so old and I investigated the Clinton scandals in the 90s. And um, I I saw, not with my own eyes, but I spoke to people, credible witnesses and journalists who saw it happen. They saw FBI witness intimidation 
uh, uh, witnesses to some of the Clinton scandals. In one case, an FBI agent opening his coat and showing the person his pistol. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it's no secret that since J. Edgar Hoover, the FBI has sort of been a laundry service for the executive branch, cleaning up messes. And, and, And we allowed this to go on. And it's got to stop. It was interesting seeing in social media, there are many calls now for the FBI to be abolished. Mm. And, you know, with this uh, this Hunter Biden case uh, continuing and, and having unfolded the way it has, uh, the Mar-a-Lago raid, which is, of course, uh, making headlines uh, yesterday, today, and probably throughout the rest of, of this week and beyond, I want to ask, you know, the midterms are not uh, far away from us, uh, Dale, and should it shift? Should the, the power shift to the Republicans uh, after the midterm elections in Congress? What could that spell for the FBI? Could it mean anything? Okay, now you you would think that the the answer to this would be easy, except that we're talking about the Republicans. I I was looking at tweets from Republican senators uh, today, and and they act helpless, like they can't do anything about this. Then you have claims, you know, you have this feeling among people that we have a uniparty in Washington, that it's like professional wrestling, like they pretend to be opponents, but they really aren't. It's just a show and they're working backroom deals. There's that suspicion, too. You wonder what the Republicans would actually do. There's a bit of a Republicans play by the Marquis of Queensbury rules and Democrats knife fight. OK, mm-hmm. they just go for it. And um no, I mean, we want to be we want to follow the rules of order and 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 decorum. But there's a sense in which this has gone on too long and Republicans need um, need to go for it. They need to seize the moment and we need to clean up our federal government. Hmm. Yeah, I can see exactly where you're coming from, because I think uh, we're playing at this point that Republicans and Democrats are playing by two completely different rule books and at times uh, two completely different games. Uh, so I, I think there, there's some truth to what you're saying. But uh, Dale Hurd, we're going to leave it there. Thank you so much for sure. uh, for joining us and talking about this. And anyone who's listening, uh, you can catch more of his reporting on this issue and much more over at CBNNews.com. All right, guys, Dale, Trey, thank you so much for that information there. All right, that leaves us time for one last thing here, Trey. And um, look, I think it's appropriate as we see the news and people are rightfully concerned about the things that are going on. But um, we don't want to take that too far, because, especially as Christians. If we're Christians here and we believe in the hope of the gospel... We have more to cling to. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's easy whenever there, there's something going on, you can get kind of so hyper-focused on that, uh, that that can kind of dictate your mood and how you feel and, and, and all that. So uh, I was reminded of Hebrews 10.23 that says, Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he, pro- for he who promised is faithful. I think that's a great reminder for us as Christians. Look, that that all of this stuff is going to fade away. Things shift and they don't look like we thought they were going to look. They don't go how we wanted them to go. Uh, uh, but in the midst of all of that, Jesus Christ, our hope, is not changing. He's the solid rock. He's not going to move. Uh, and I think that's a great thing to cling to in uncertain times. Yeah, I mean, it just is a good reminder that our disposition, while you can fight for the things you want politically, you can fight for uh, justice as it comes to the government and what they're doing and the the overreaches they may or may not be doing. You know, You can fight for those things. You can speak out against those things, but always do it 
with that full assurance of faith, as that section in Scripture is kind of headlined, and be fully assured and confident and at peace with the fact that Christ, his will will be done and uh, on heaven and earth. So we, we have nothing to worry about on that front. So doesn't mean it's going to be all sunshine and lollipops here on earth, but we can, we can fight for the things we believe in, but still have that full assurance in Christ to guide us and, and keep us sane the whole, the whole way through it. So, all right, good thought there. And that is all the time we have for today. We're going to leave it there uh, for the podcast. As always, head on over to cbnnews.com, faithwire.com for more news from a Christian perspective. You're just not getting that anywhere else. So make sure you're supporting it. Go there, read the articles, and uh, subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. We'd love to have you here Monday through Friday with us, 7 a.m. So Lord willing and that creek don't rise, we will be back here tomorrow with more. God bless. See you then.